That's right. It's time to talk about Mario. Lego. 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 Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Lego Stud Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett. And before we begin the episode today, I just wanted to send out my thoughts to all those in this uh, trying time. It's been difficult for all of us in different ways, uh, but if we continue to follow the guidelines, listen to the health experts, and continue to wash our hands, we can get through this together. So, for the episode, first and foremost, I wanted to thank all of you who were excited to hear about the podcast and listen to the trailer. It's put some oomph in my step, so it's time to get back to work. This will officially be the first episode, and we will be talking about some very exciting news. Super Mario. The fictitious man, the digital being, and now in Lego, Mario. So we're going to jump into a little history first, and then we'll get right back to the Lego side of things. In 1981, the legendary video game designer Miyamoto Shigeru, I definitely butchered that, created the character Mario for the Nintendo Video Game Corporation. He was modeled after an Italian-looking plumber with a red hat and overalls and an unforgettable mustache. And he was first introduced in the video game Donkey Kong, and has now become the face not only of the Nintendo Corporation, but video games in Japan itself. He's appeared in 200 video games such as Super Mario, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, Super Mario Smash Brothers, and so many more. Mario video games are now the best-selling video game series in the world with over 600 million copies sold and counting. You could ask pretty much anyone in the world and they probably have played a Mario video game. So now that we know a little bit of the history of Nintendo and Mario, let's talk about Lego's history with Nintendo. To say the least, it hasn't been a very smooth relationship. Both companies have an extremely long history. Lego started in 1932, and Nintendo started in 1889. Nintendo was originally a playing card company based on a Japanese playing card game called Hanafuda. And over the years, they continued to evolve and create new playing card games, bringing the first Western playing cards to Japan and getting a license with Disney to put Disney characters on their cards. But it continued on and on and on. Nintendo became a taxi company a short-stay hotel chain, and yes, that is exactly what you think it is, and an instant rice food company, vacuum cleaners, and toy makers, and the list goes on and on. So they continued to experiment, and this came to the creation in 1969 of Nintendo making fake bricks, and that's where it all began. Nintendo created the bricks called N&B Bricks, and they were blatantly competing with Lego. Very similar, still plastic bricks in the same style, but they decided to add circular bricks since Lego was limited to just square bricks. And they continued making bricks up until 1972. And in that time frame, it seemed that Lego had sued them against the use of their NNB bricks. And Lego has sued many companies over the years for creating bricks that are similar to theirs, and most of the time they lose those lawsuits. And in this case, Lego did lose. Nintendo won and continued to make N&B bricks, but 
over that time, they started to fall out of favor and eventually the Nintendo company stopped creating them. And this was the beginning of the four decade long rift that Lego and Nintendo had. A rift of four decades? How did they get over something like this to come out with the Lego sets that we see now? Well, it seems that it took some time. In 2008, in coordination with a Japanese company, Lego helped create Kuzo, which was a user Lego submission site designed to have users' ideas made into official Lego sets. It grew from there, and in 2014, we now know it as the Lego Ideas site. But before that, a lot of Lego ideas were submitted. And in 2012, this is where it all starts for Lego and Nintendo. In 2012, Legend of Zelda set was submitted and first reached 10,000 user votes. When it got to Lego, it was rejected based on too many molded pieces. And in the same year, another Lego set was submitted for Super Mario. But it was also rejected before reaching the 10,000 user votes. Upon cancellation of the Lego Ideas submission, Lego released a statement. As we are huge Super Mario fans, it pains us to say we've looked into the licensing potential and another company has the construction toy license and we will consider Super Mario Brothers no further. The challenge with allowing IP-related projects is that there is the potential of such a conflict, either with an existing license or with a competitive licensor. And after that statement, no further LEGO Super Mario sets were allowed to be submitted. And the competitor? It was Kinex. They had owned the licensing since 2011. And in 2011, Connects released a brand of Mario Kart Wii building sets for buildable carts and tracks, as well as items such as enemies that you could play with. And they continued that license until 2018, when they were purchased by Basic Fun, a Florida-based toy company. That acquisitioned them for a value of $21 million. And in 2018, when the licensing agreement was up between Connects and Nintendo, Basic Fun did not renew it. This opened the doorway for Nintendo and Lego to continue in their endeavors to build a Lego and Nintendo set. So, with a little history behind the legendary character, how do we go from there to getting the Super Mario Lego sets? It seems, after some extensive detective work, that this rumor has been tumbling around the Lego rumor bin for about two years now. It all started on an online chat room when someone made an Instagram post stating that they had hacked into the Nintendo Switch eStore and a game listed came up as the Lego Legend of Zelda. Now, this had come from a post from 4chan, which apparently is a very notorious site for trolling games, but it also opened the door to rumors that maybe Lego had started licensing with Nintendo for future products to come out. On March 24th, 2019, a YouTube user just too good came out with a prediction that LEGO would have Mario sets in 2020. This is based on a guess that there were three collectible minifigure sets to come out in that year, and we had no speculation or understanding of what they would be. It was a guess, shot in the dark, but a good guess nonetheless. LEGO Mario time! Here we go! And on March 10th, 2020, or Mario Day, they revealed the new LEGO Super Mario sets. To get a better understanding, there was an interview with Jonathan Bennick, a LEGO designer. He's been with LEGO for six years, previously working on the Dimension sets. 
Now, out of those six years, four of those have been dedicated as the lead design for the Nintendo project. During his time working on the Mario project, he worked with many of the creators at Nintendo and specifically some of the co-creators of Mario the character. First thing was first, building Mario himself. They first started off with a 4x4 brick, building up to create a figure of sorts, and placed a hat on top of his head, painted it red, and said, well, there we go, that's Mario. But the thing is, bricks aren't specifically designed to work with the technology. So they had to build the figure around the technology instead. And that's how we got what I'm going to call the Digifigure. We, of course, know of the minifigure and the micro figure, and even you could say the macro figure if you're thinking of the Ant-Man from the Marvel series sets. But the Digifigure was specifically designed for the Super Mario sets to have that technology interface. Once they created the Mario character, they had to figure out how we're going to use him. What's the playability going to be like? Then they had the breakthrough of developing levels. This gave them the chance to build sets that they could add on to other sets, creating a game that can be changed constantly. You can use the standard layouts or create your own. Now they had to see if the consumer was going to like this. And they started off with focus groups in the United States, Germany, Japan, UK, and Denmark, trying to figure out the best way that they could use the Digifigure as a playable figure. Now, none of the system actually connects to the Nintendo hardware. It's a standalone system. As the designer said, it's not a video game. Kids are basically role-playing a video game with a set by building levels, but it doesn't go into a Nintendo game. You create your own game. The interview continued with further details about the sets and some hints to what could be coming in the future. He did state that Mario's head does come off, and maybe that means that there will be new bodies coming, or we'll have other figures that will be able to take over as Mario. All right, Gary, you've talked long enough about the history and the nerdy facts. Let's get down to the basics of the game. So how the system will work is Mario is a digital character that's able to collect virtual coins as he runs and jumps through the starting pipe and goal pole via Lego bricks, cloud platforms, and clashes with the Goomba figures and Bowser Jr. figure. The new Lego Super Mario production line features an interactive Lego Mario figure that collects coins in real-life game levels created with Lego bricks. Neither a video game nor a traditional Lego brick-based set it promises to change the way people interact with Super Mario in the physical world and engage in Lego experiences. Pretty basic game, but there's also some intricate details about it. First things first, let's talk about that Digifigure Mario. So as you may notice, this is the only part of the set that is digital. We see on the back a Bluetooth and power button, and the power button, pretty self-explanatory what that does. And the Bluetooth button, we're not entirely sure what it's used for yet. Maybe it connects to your phone to have further updates or in-game play on your phone. Or maybe it connects to other Mario figures that will be coming out, such as a Luigi. We'll have to wait and see. We also have a battery panel on the back of his head, which batteries are not included. So I'm expecting it to be a AA-powered system. And if we turn the Digifigure around, we'll notice that the eyes, mouth, and chest piece are all an LCD display. This is going to give us our best indications on what is happening when Mario interacts with the playing board itself. An example might be when Mario lands on the flagpole at the end of the course, he's going to play the standard end-of-level sounds when you hit the flag. And the only way Mario interacts with the course itself is through an optic sensor on the underside of the figure. 
If we turn the figure over, we're going to see a light as well as an optic camera. This camera interacts not only with the QR codes that LEGO has custom designed. They aren't the standard QR codes. They're going to have more of a color barcode. So I'm just going to call them color codes as well as it's going to interact with the color of the Lego bricks that Mario lands on. So if he lands on a green Lego brick, it's going to show a forest picture on the chest piece. And if he lands on a red piece, that's going to represent lava, which you'll actually see his eyes go X's because it should and will kill Mario. And the light will primarily be used for darker areas, such as a warp tunnel, to see that color code that's on the bottom of it, causing Mario to warp to a specific area. Some of the sets we already know about are 30385 Super Mushroom Expansion Set, 40414 Monty Mole and Super Mushroom Expansion Set, 71360 Adventures with Mario, 71365 Piranha Plant Power Slide Expansion Set, 71369 Bowser's Castle Boss Battle Expansion Set, and of course our starter kit with a bundle that comes with a gift. 5006216. Now the initial sets that we do know pricing for are the starter kit at 59.99 euros and USD uh, with a recommended retail price for the other two expansions we know, Piranha Plant Power Slide at 29.99 USD and Euro and Bowser's Castle Boss Battle expansion set for 99.99 USD Euro. What's also great about these are they are modular, which makes it easy to change up the course and create new challenges not only for you, but you can also unlock features so you can play against a friend and make it an even bigger challenge. A disclaimer from the LEGO designers is that you need to purchase Adventures with Mario starter course to have entry into the expanded sets. The only way you'll be able to access the features from other interactive bricks that are only included in those sets will be first to have the starter course. And this is the only sets we know so far. As these sets have been in development for four years, we'll continue to see more and more expansion sets possibly to come out, as well as hopefully some new characters. The starting age for this set is six plus, so it gives a broad range for most ages that will be able to play and interact just as they would in the standard video game. Now that we've talked about the facts a little, let's get to my part number 6126 take. Now, if you know what that means, you're just as nerdy as I am. But if you don't, you can look it up pretty easily. And whoever finds the answer and wants to tweet at me, stud Lego, I'll feature you in my next episode intro. But when it comes to Mario, I think it's a very creative set. Interesting idea, having an interactive take, bringing the digital character into Lego and still giving that play aspect. But the only problem I see is that's about all you can do with it. You can also collect them if you are that kind of collector. But the Mario is blocky. He's half brickhead, half digital. I'm not sure what to do with it. I think it'll be a great set for kids to play with and interact as well as build. But for people like me, who have grown up with Mario, and my parents who grew up with Mario, maybe a minifigure set would have been nice. At least one. I know there's a f there's at least 10 sets coming, but as far as we know, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Especially since they spoke with the designers for LEGO 
and Nintendo, stating that Nintendo was looking to go towards the minifigure and standard LEGO way, but LEGO wanted to broaden out and try something different. And you know what? More power to them. But it's not for everyone, and it's not for me. Will I get one of these sets? Maybe. Not at the price that they're at now, but it's more for the collection aspect of that was a really interesting idea back then. I don't know how long it'll last, but I hope to see more. As I said, this has been a four years in development. This can't be it. This can't just be the only thing that they're going to come out with for Nintendo and Lego. Hopefully, we'll see the collectible Lego minifigure series of Mario. Maybe we'll see some minifigure sets. This is the 35th anniversary of Nintendo, so maybe we'll see a set for that. But, you know, the future can only be brighter from here on out. It's Lego and Nintendo, both with great followings not only in the adult community, but in the younger community. Both are companies built for all ages. Pre-orders are available now for the Lego Super Mario Starter Course, starting at $59.99. But if you do go on the LEGO website, you'll notice that they are already sold out. So you'll have to wait till the release of the sets in stores come August 1st. And maybe by that point, we'll be able to travel and visit our LEGO stores. And we'll get to interact with the sets in person. And maybe LEGO will change my mind. I'll purchase all the expansion sets and start building my own game here at home. I just wanted to say thanks again for listening to the first official episode of Lego Stud. I hope you learned a lot about Super Mario and Lego and that you'll come back for some future episodes. So drop a like, leave a comment, and and find me on my Instagrams, Lego underscore underscore stud and iBrickheads. Intro music was provided by Sam Thomas UK. He's a great musician and should be considered for your next jingle or song. Check him out over at Fiverr. And as I always say, get creative, get out there, and go build something. But the most interesting part of the Mario Digifigure is going to be on our bottom. But this created that rift between Nintendo and Lego that continued for the next 40 decades. Wow, that doesn't make sense. And maybe Lego will change my mind and I'll be building games and courses to play with myself. Wow, that's weird. Yep, I heard it.